you rather want to be able to stack a lot of good days, like just a good training session, wasn't a perfect training session, but um, and not beating yourself up, up about it, like stacking lots of good days over occasional great days will for the long term be so much better and so much more sustainable um, by, because by doing for long times things just good will make you of course eventually be great at it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever, and welcome back to another episode of Role Model. You've come to the right place if you want to grow mentally, physically, spiritually, and on today's episode, none other than the fittest man of the Netherlands, Jeremy Reinders, steps by. He is a professional athlete, finished as high as fourth at the CrossFit Games. He is obviously incredibly strong but what i wanted to talk about with him is not only his physical strength but also his mental strength what it takes to become a professional athlete and this episode is not only for for athletes for crossfitters this is also for people who just want to live a good life who want to feel fit energized during the day who want to level up who want to grow as a person and that's everyone here so everyone here can listen to this episode we talk about the importance of delaying gratification we talk about how you can get things done even when you don't feel like it even when you don't feel motivated we talk about his journey to becoming a professional athlete crossfit games for all the people who don't know what the crossfit games are it's like the world cup of crossfit it's already really tough to just make it to the games but then to finish in the top 10 that takes a lot a lot of mental strength and that's why i had him on the show also because he's just a great guy we spent the entire day together ice bath sauna we even trained together and i saw just how much work he puts in wow it's just incredible so without further ado here is the fittest man of the netherlands jeremy reinders should i mention that he did all of this on a plant-based on a vegan diet maybe i should because that makes it even more outstanding but he said he even says we talk about that he says that this didn't limit him but actually made him perform better. So let's jump into the episode with an open mind. Here is Jeremy Reinders. Well, the fittest man in the Netherlands. You destroyed me today. The first question is, how did I do? Be well, honest. No, no, no. You did. You did great. Like, and I think you did exactly what you needed to do. It didn't do anything more than than you should. I think this was just a good session mm, yeah I, I stopped at the end just because I knew I will be sore tomorrow yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted to you know my not train my ego but train yeah. my body no and so, you did that that was good and um I, I was surprised that <laughs> that I could just do still double unders and rope climbs I mean my, yeah. my hands are completely gone yeah um, but I felt really good I felt really good 
I, I guess my starting point would be your starting point. How did the entire thing like CrossFit start for you? Mm -hmm. All right. So I was always very active as a kid. Mm. I did um, soccer and judo when I grew up. And then at, and at some point I had to choose like either just soccer or just judo. And I choose for judo. Um, and I've been, I did that from until I was four, from, from, from when I was four until I was 20 years old. So 16 years of judo. Um, I did that competitively as well, like mm. lots of national and international competitions. I was like in the Dutch, national Dutch um, project to like eventually get to the Olympics. Oh, I mean, that was the goal. Um, but then I've been doing it for a very long time. Like I was been doing it for 16 years and then I've stumbled upon some, just some YouTube videos <laughs> of like, <laughs> like rich throning, like doing CrossFit workouts and it just looked very cool. And then in my little hometown, a little CrossFit box opened and, uh, they put up this challenge. It's like, we're going to do this workout on Saturday. It's like 100 push-ups, 100, 100 pull-ups, 100 squats, and 100 sit-ups. It was called NG. I was like, well, I'm going to just try it out and try to do this CrossFit thing a little bit on the side to get better in judo. So I, I did it. And then every, every once in a while, in, in the weekend, either on Saturday or Sunday, next to my judo trainings, I would um, do a CrossFit class because I thought... Um, It wouldn't hurt my judo performance. Mm -hmm. I'll do some. I'll do some more strength training, but then slowly but surely, I was doing an extra CrossFit training session. And then, also because I've been judo, doing judo for so long, I and it was very rigid. Mm. Like there were very, it was very, um, very tough in a way that you had to come to this training at this time. You had to be this training this time. You could only skip your training sessions if either somebody died in your family or you would be very sick. But I was also having uh, doing school at the same time. It was very stressful. And sometimes I just wasn't feeling it and I still had to go. So, and I didn't really enjoy it anymore. And I did do enjoy CrossFit. Um, so eventually from, I remember like on a Friday night, I had a talk with my coach. I said like, I'm, I'm done. Like. Mm. Um, I'm gonna stop doing my judo career, even though it, even though it it was going fairly well, I would say. Um, and then I remember the next day, Saturday morning, I was hopped on my bike to the CrossFit box, <laughs> and then literally the next day I started my um my CrossFit mm -hmm. journey, and I basically put that same like top sport mindset I created in my judo. Uh, career like into the CrossFit but now the CrossFit was like free like I could go to to the gym whenever I wanted I there were so many movements and so many things to learn and like every day was different and then I was running and I was rowing I was climbing ropes I was walking my hands I was lifting weights and which is it was just very fun to first just learn all all the movements but um 
it, it did took me a long time to eventually to learn all the movements. Did you already start with the mindset like I want to be the fittest man in the Netherlands? I want to go to the CrossFit Games. Was that already like on your mind, or did you just you were competitive? Um, I mean, I've always been very very competitive, and yeah, I, like, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I like doing competitions. So, like, there were some like. Um, I remember I joined like the competition within your CrossFit box. Hmm. It's like a box competition. So I did that. I really enjoyed it. And it was then, then it was this little competition in the neighborhood and I did that. But I didn't go in with a plan like I want to be the best. I, I started it really because I just really enjoyed doing it and really trying to get better. Um, Did you have to learn all the movements? Yes. I, I assume, right? Like yeah, yeah. There were, there were a couple of movements I did in judo. Like, for example, in my judo, after my judo practice, we often would do like rope climbs or a, a pegboard. It's like when you climb in mm, yeah, with yeah. these things. Um, and of course, we would have, in our judo practice, we'd done some push-ups and some sit-ups and some basic stuff. But all the, all the lifting was very, very new to me. I remember like I was so stiff because I did soccer and judo and I've never did a single stretch in my whole life. <laughs> like I had, to I, do o I had to do overhead squats. And uh, I remember going to the class together with my sister, like my younger sister, like she's just, like not muscular. And I mean, uh -huh. and she's just a, a normal, I mean, she was fit, but um, um, I remember we had to do overhead squats And I was standing with a PVC, like a wooden stock, stock, and I couldn't do it. And then my, my sister was uh, uh, doing the overhead squats with like 30, 40 kilos, like easily. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I felt so embarrassed and ashamed. So um, I would say CrossFit is a very humble sport. Yes, in the beginning. I yeah. can tell. The first yeah. time I went to a CrossFit class, well, the, the first time I, I did really well, but then I, I got so hooked because for the first time I was like, wow it's so much more fun when you train with it with other people together yeah when you do it together mm -hmm. and you have like a bit of competition but also it's competition but you support each other at the yeah. same time you know um but then yeah the second time i went like i think 90 of all the girls in the class beat me and i was like yeah. how is this possible yeah and uh, like those girls the girls are strong yes like, they're strong like a lot of girls are stronger than most of the guys yeah. yeah 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 definitely also today when we went to yeah. the crossfit gym like i was like mm, they are stronger than me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah th th that's that's incredible but how did you end up being so successful in the sport if you no, like that's the question how did you you know how did you get there was it just like step by step by step you just wanted to be become better every single time what would you say is the key difference between A person like you who makes it as a pro and people who do CrossFit just, you know, every um, now and then. Yeah, I think for me, it went a little bit step by step. So like I said, I started with my local CrossFit box, CrossFit box in-box competition. Then I did like a local competition. And then I saw, well, this is a little bit bigger competition. And so I want to try and qualify for that. Hmm. And then... Um, from there, I was like, oh, there's a, there's a European competitions as well. I'm like, oh, I want to I wanna qualify for that as well. But it's, and when you do the CrossFit Open, you know mm -hmm. what the Open is? Uh, yeah, 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 I do. So, I, yeah. 
CrossFit Open is like a, an open inv uh, like competition yeah, like where open everyone can, yeah. can join, sign up for. You do it online. Yeah. You, you can either just do it for fun or you can like compete, see the scores of others, right? Yeah. So it's like a worldwide competition. Yeah, and it's very cool to see like your world. I mean, for some people it's not cool, but for some people... <laughs> 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 but I really love seeing I was like... 150,000 worldwide and oh. I, I, I was like 50,000 in Europe and I was like uh, I don't know like 40, 100 or 40 or 50, 100 places I don't, can't really remember in, in the Netherlands so mm -hmm. I was like oh cool and then the next year I did it again I was like and I got a little bit better and then it's just very nice to see because CrossFit is very numbers based and you just know like I mean in most cases you just know I lift more weights or more <laughs> weight or I run a faster 5k or I can do more pull-ups so it's just very satisfying every time you can do like a little bit more reps um, because you can see you can, you can literally see your progress like for example when I did judo it's very hard to like sometimes measure your progress whether mm -hmm. you're getting better or not and sometimes a throw could feel better um, or it would succeed more often but it's, it's not very um, yeah um you can't track your progress yeah you can well. you can really track it so um that was nice but i think coming back to the question of, of why i got so successful so mainly just taking it step by step and um and of course enjoying the process and just really trying to take my time and really try to do things right like um I mean, I've hit the wall too many times that I, I did. I, I just wanted to get more and more weight. And then every time you realize that's not the way to do it, like you need to properly learn the techniques. You want to do ev everything the right way. And then like whenever um, people do workouts and the work, you have to do five rounds of like 15 reps. And some people in class, when they're competing, they're like, well, I want to be faster than the other person. So I'm just do like 13 reps. Mm. Like, like people just, do that? No, I've never done that. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> like I am like there's a couple of things I'm very bad at counting my double under something. I just do 10 reps too little, two and 10 reps too many. But um, I would say like making sure you do things right and you stay very humble and you don't look what what's what's on the bar or how much weight other people doing uh, uh, other people are doing and um just really stick to your own capacities is is one one of the key factors to um get better but first of all you really need to just enjoy what you're doing like as mm -hmm. long as you enjoy what you're doing you'll keep on doing it if you surround yourself with people who are like-minded because i think that's also one of the main things um why i get better because i first lived in a very small city um then I went to a little bit bigger city and then I was I saw the best people from the Netherlands. I saw they went to the CrossFit Games mm. and they were training in Amsterdam and I had an opportunity to work there. Um, but at the same time, I also had an opportunity to become head coach of the box where I was coaching. Um, so then I had to make the choice, like, do I choose for the career of like, become a good coach and like mm -hmm. get this nice position here or do I just settle um, or really go for being an athlete and trying to find like-minded people who are better than you. 
Um, and then I made made the choice to move to Amsterdam and train mm -hmm. with um, the people who I thought were better than me. And and I eventually did, and they learned me a lot of things. And eventually, I ended up uh, making a team with them. Um, and now they're really good friends of mine. Uh, I went um, and we made it to the CrossFit Games as a team um, three times, eventually. Mm. For the people who don't know what the CrossFit yeah. Games are, well, how would you describe it? It's like the World Cup. Yeah, it's like the World Championships. Yeah, the, yeah. like Champions League for people who watch football. Yeah. Because every year. Yeah. Yeah, like Champions League. So yeah. going there is a pretty big, yeah, big deal. Big... Everyone wants to go. Hundreds of thousands of people. Um, basically, that's when you, like how many people start. And then yeah. a couple hundreds make it to the games, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm. Okay, so you surrounded yourself with people yeah. who were better than you. Yeah. So again, probably pretty humbling, no? Yeah, yeah, again, humbling. Yeah, 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 of course. And then you still have to stay in your own lane and just, I mean, it's very nice if people can push you. If they're just a little bit faster than you and they can do everything just a little bit better, like, you just, you're like, shit, I, like, I need to work <laughs> on this. And they're like, or, or I was like, Okay, I'm, I think I'm finished with my training now. And then like, well, let's do another workout. I'm like, oh, fuck, another workout. All right, well, okay, let's go. Let's do it. But like, if you're with other people who are like just complaining and just and and only do the bare minimum, like mm -hmm. then even if you want to do more, like you won't be very likely, you'll be very likely to end up doing the same. Mm. Yeah, so basically, would you say it's like fair to say your surrounding helped you a lot yes yes yeah and also one one point that i want to mention is i've noticed in my life that the more i can ask for help mm -hmm. the more i can say hey i am not good at this i need help with this the better i get the more successful i get in every aspect of my relationship yeah whether it's uh, of my of my life whether it's my relationships business everywhere just to say like hey i'm not good at this let's get someone who yeah, is exactly i don't have to do everything myself but for yeah. such a long time i had this like oh i have to do it myself yeah. i have to learn it i can't yeah. like i can't outsource it yeah and like also in in relationships as, as i think it's a man thing i think women are better yes, at this to, so to just say like hey can you please help me with this yeah yeah i think men just still in general maybe have a little bit of a bigger ego that they find it very hard to put that aside yeah to ask to ask for help to ask and ask for help yeah. yeah in in what way does the do you think that's also one of the reasons why you are like a vegan competitor or like vegan in general that you have the i always wonder 80 percent uh, of all vegans are female I don't know where they get the data from, but yeah. apparently also in my like personal experience, yeah. I'm like nine, yeah. more 90, 95 yeah. people, yeah, probably, you know, probably. a percent. Why, why, why do you think is that? Does it, is it the ego? Is it? Yeah. I mean, of course, it's also still a big part of like, they've done a very good job of promoting eating meat is very, is, ma is a manly thing to do, mm. like drink of eat meat and be a man, whatever the slogans were. Um, so yeah, I think that's, of course, uh, will always 
still be a little bit of a cultural thing um, in there. And a lot of guys will, um, will, will innate struggle to like, yeah, put their ego aside and just uh, don't believe that, that they and believe that they still can be a man and still uh, uh, and, and just eat plants and, um, and put all the meat and the dairy aside. Um, so yeah, but one of the re reasons I think, I mean, at least I think mm -hmm. I also, uh, succeeded, um, in my CrossFit career is I was always looking for ways to get better. Like everybody trains hard. Um, but like the real gains or the real, um, gains are made in, I would say in all of the small things. So I was always also very interested in, in food um, and eating healthy. Um, I would like, first I would start just like this with making these smoothies and trying to f find some superfoods. And then um, um, eventually a friend of mine who, who um, started a plant-based protein company, he said like, yo, yo Jer, like plant-based eating is gonna be the future. Like. <laughs> You have to watch this documentary, Forks of a Knife. And I was like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like, whatever. Because at the time, I was one of the biggest meteors, like, like, you know, like, my favorite meal was always to go for unlimited spare ribs, or I would eat a whole chicken, or um, whenever I, I would go for sushi and eat unlimited amount of sushi, like, the biggest amount. Mm -hmm. And my breakfast was always, like, eggs and bacon, um, and then for lunch, it was like chicken with rice cakes or chicken and rice and broccoli. Um, but I was trying to eat healthy and I thought those things were healthy. Um, and I, I still, and you can still perform well on those things. But after I actually gave it a go watching the documentary Forks of a Nice, and then I got really intrigued by it. Um, and started to, I think I, I had to like really convince myself before even starting thinking about it. So I think I watched like all the documentaries there are. I read the books, I read articles. Um, I think my favorite one was the book How Not to Die from Dr. Michael Greger. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was like, well, I'm gonna just give it a go for one or two weeks, see how I feel. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll go from there. How did you feel? I felt amazing. I felt amazing. I feel like I, had more energy. I was less sore from my workouts. I, I felt like I could handle more volume and actually add an, an extra training session um, in my week because normally I would always be like sore for like two or three days. I would be very sore and, uh, and tired. And I was like, maybe I was sore for like only maximum like one day. Um, so I felt a big difference. So that was for me, um, in the beginning, like my main reason why I started eating plant-based, just trying to um, be a better athlete. Like I thought if I'm doing this and nobody else is doing it, then I'm going to be a better athlete than everyone else because everybody's training hard. But if I can make a little bit of a difference by eating different than everybody else, um, then hopefully over time, I will be a, a better athlete. Did you have any concerns about like 
losing your muscles. Yeah, 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 of course. But that's why I did all of the digging of the information, mm. watching the documentaries, the, the, the books and, and articles to answer all those questions. And all of my questions were answered. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so I was like, great, then if all my questions are answered now, then I'll just do it. For how many years now? Now it's been for over seven years. Over seven years. I want to know what people tell you, like if you go to a CrossFit box, right? Yeah. And you do a workout and at some point people find out that you yeah. are, you're plant-based. It's not that, yeah. you know, you run around with like, no, no, hey, no. I'm vegan. No, no, it's no. just they, they like, know. Yeah. at some point they know. What do they say? Is it like... Well, I, I think I've been very fortunate with the people around me. Um, some people were just generally interested. And I've mm. actually, but I think also because I was already a pretty, I was, I was getting a pretty good athlete. So there weren't many people who were doing better than, performing better than I was. So then when they would say, well, but are you not afraid that you're going to lose your gains or like um not perform well um when i was already like better than than they were so i don't think maybe that was one of the reasons i didn't have a lot of negative in interactions actually a lot of people just respected my choice and in the beginning it was like there was like they were thinking okay yeah well whatever this this probably will pass but then after like a couple months i was still doing it <laughs> then i think they just no, like okay well this that's just what he does hmm. he's still my friend and um yeah they actually try now always they, they're like well we'll i'll make sure we'll go over here and uh, i know they have a vegan option or they buy some stuff for me like i don't want them to do that like i'll i hate it when people just yeah have yeah, yeah. to go out of their ways um because because of my um lifestyle options but They'll, they're happy to do it. And um, um, yeah, people are, were actually, for me, uh, I experienced it in a very good way. Mm, here's what I usually do. I don't tell them that we go to vegan places. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, uh, the entire menu. Uh, I just had it recently. I took a friend out, not like a friend of the family. He's already in his 60s, I think, but still like really alive, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I took him to a, to a restaurant, didn't tell him anything. And at the end of of the of our uh, time together he said like well this is really good i have to come more often um but i also want to get a coffee and then he asked for milk he's like uh, sorry we only what kind of milk do you have like cashew da, da, da. i'm like yeah they don't have cost milk it's, it's a vegan place he was like that's <laughs> vegan that's <laughs> so cool i gotta tell my uh my uh, niece what is it called uh she's also vegan she would love that place <laughs> i I just want to know why aren't there more athletes, especially in like the, you know, like the top 20, mm -hmm. if it makes such a major difference? Yeah, well, they're slowly popping up. They're slowly popping up because actually uh, the fittest woman in the Netherlands um, at, at the moment, she has also been vegan for a very long time. And then um, the other fittest woman from from like last year like a different was also vegan for 
many years. I know in Germany actually as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, I remember there was last year really like uh, there was a s yeah, like story that I read that three of the top, yeah, no, I think all, the, all the winners, yeah. they all of them were... Uh, yeah, like vegan. the numbers one, two and three, I think they were all... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. In, in the CrossFit scene. Yeah. And yeah, and also like, I know James Newberry, I don't know if you know yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, of he course. Was, he also was one of the top world class oh, athletes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, he's also vegan. So uh, they're slowly popping up. But, but I still see this like almost like a like a clash, you know, like uh, you got to eat your bacon. You got to especially in the CrossFit. Yeah, the CrossFit scene is very meat based, I would say. Yeah. Like yeah. the culture in CrossFit is very like they even promote like eat meat, your vegetables. And they have like this whole slogan. But like meat is the first word they'll they'll teach you. Mm. And what do you think helps to <laughs> how can we get more men involved it's, i just i want to understand the reasons why there is this like 80 20 yeah is it the empathy and especially like for you training with athletes coaching athletes if you coach a client and you know like what are they asking um yeah, so I, I usually never like say that I'm vegan. Most people know, but um, once it becomes a topic, uh, and I only tell them if they ask me questions, like mm. yeah, like same. what what like, like just when you become vegan, some people think they've seen the light and they want to tell everyone, <laughs> but those those people are just very annoying. Like I was for for a couple of weeks, I think I was one of those people too. Been there, but, done yeah, that. But it's like. Yeah, it's just you feel like you just seen you're seen you're realize you're out of the matrix or you're in the matrix and you just see the world differently mm -hmm. uh, but that was only when i switched from just eating plant-based and actually to um going to a vegan lifestyle mm -hmm. like for me it was when i saw like the, the speech of gary yurovsky mm. um, it was a very harsh speech but for me it did the trick i don't know if you ever heard, of, heard yeah. about it yeah um so that's when I also decided to like not just eat plant-based for performance, um, but just eat fully vegan and also try to live a vegan lifestyle, not not buying leather and all those kind of things, um, and made that decision. But when I, yeah, give people advice, like for me, what I'm just trying to do is like I'm trying to be the best athlete there is, and then hopefully. People will be inspired by if he can do it on a plant-based diet and he's the best of the Netherlands, then there's there <laughs> should why there isn't any reason for me to not give it a go. Mm. Um, and that's that's what I'm just trying to do. Like hopefully by my actions and by my performance, showing that it is possible. I'm not saying like it is impossible just eating on an animal-based diet as well. Um, no, not at all. I'm just I'm just trying to show people like it is possible eating a plant-based diet. You can be healthy. You can thrive and be uh, a phenomenal athlete. Mm. I think the first step is like for most people is just adding more plants to their diet. Yeah, that's at least how it started for me to just mm -hmm. eat more fruits, more vegetables and you will already feel a lot better. Yeah. 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 And I would highly suggest not going vegan, like going from one day over to the other day, like overnight. 
I mean, some for some people it works, mm. but I think the best way is to, if you have oatmeal in the morning with your normal milk, just maybe switch it for some almond milk or some oat milk or whatever. And like just start with some very small changes from like week to week. Um, because I would say that be that will be the most sustainable way of creating change in mm. your diet. Yeah, and so many dishes are already vegan. Mm. Like yeah. you just like change a couple of things. So it's I don't think it's ever overnight because you've been eating a lot of like vegan dishes yes. for a long time. There's just like maybe <laughs> there is butter or maybe there is milk instead of, you know, you change one ingredient and the whole yeah. dish is already vegan. Yeah, exactly. it's not that you just start eating like foods like completely different foods no you just change a couple ones yeah and people think it's very hard and it might be in the beginning just to get out of your comfort zone and look up a vegan dish but for me if i speak for myself for me a whole new world like opened up mm. of like in terms of different flavors dishes things i could eat like i was like like what like <laughs> Like, there were so many dishes I've never eaten in my whole life. I Should I tell you a secret? Well, yeah. Before I went vegan, I didn't know what hummus was. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I didn't know what hummus was. I've never eaten turmeric in my entire life. Uh, never eaten, like, things like avocado. Most of the vegetables I've never seen. So, if anything, I'm eating, like, I have more options now yeah. than before. Yeah, 100%. And, like, things like... Uh, Indian curries and all mm. those type of stuff. I would I would say, especially in the Netherlands, I really wasn't um, exposed to the, that type of food. And yeah, I would say there is a lot of options. There are so many options, and they do taste good because they use so many spices and herbs. Like, yeah, it can be amazing. Let's get back to your to your journey. Once you so you started training with mm. better athletes. At some point, you caught up. Would you say? Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously yeah, you did. Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you 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 caught up. How was it for you to make it to the to the games to the Champions League? Like, how did you feel? Um, just realizing that you made it to the to the top. Um, I don't know it feels very surreal. Like, like whenever uh, so I became fittest of Netherlands twice, and I remember the first time becoming it, it was like, it's so weird to think like, that you're the best in Netherlands. Like you just can't comprehend, comprehend it because you see like on a competition, you see so many athletes and you think like they're all trying to get better, but nobody w like did it as good as, as, as I did. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say it's a very weird feeling. Like you, you can't really um, describe it, but um, I would say I was, I was just doing my thing. I was just training. I was enjoying the process. And yeah, I was just trying to focus on my own strengths and weaknesses and just trying to get better one day at, at a time. I hope you enjoyed this episode so far. Just a quick little thank you to the sponsor of today's episode, Vivo Life. An estimated 1 billion people don't get enough vitamin D. A vitamin D deficiency can cause fatigue, bad bone health, a weak immune system, and especially during the winter, we tend to not get enough vitamin D. Why? How does your body synthesize vitamin D? Through sun exposure. And especially in our modern world, we simply don't get enough vitamin D. What can solve that problem? 
a vitamin D supplement. I used the one from Vivo Life, free from heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, just 100% high quality products. Every single product is third party tested. If you use the code Axel, you get even 10% off your first order. If you want to support my channel, make sure to use the link in the description. Thank you so much. Take care of your immune system this winter. Use a vitamin D supplement or a multi-nutrient that covers vitamin D. So I think the first time you went to the games, it was as a team, right? Yeah. So I've been to the CrossFit Games three times and every time was on a team. Mm. Do you have the goal to do it as an individual as well? Yeah. So only since last year, I switched from doing only team competitions like year after year after year. Um, and now my goal is to just um, do individual competitions and see what my potential is as an individual. Mm. Is it more difficult for you to do individual than, than team? Um, I would say it is more difficult as an individual to get to the games as as it is on a team. I mean, trust me, it's it's still very, very, very hard to make it to the games on a team, like, like very hard. But I would say going as an individual, um, yeah, is might be a little bit harder. Mm. I think one many you just <laughs> I saw it in your in your eyes how hard it is and I know how much you're you're training but take us through like a, a normal day of, of training for the games to just qualify in yeah. terms of schedule. Um, I would say CrossFit Games athletes like they train uh, in a week. They I would say they train six days a week. Um, Five of those days, I would say they always have two to three training sessions a day. And then one training session, um, if if I would just make an example of a day, um, <coughs> they'll usually start, I mean, I usually start with, um, I'd, like, I'd like to start with like a cardio session. So I would say your first training session is a big cardio session of like 60 to 90 minutes. Then you have your lunch. Um, and then in the afternoon you do like a big strength piece you do some like some olympic weightlifting some powerlifting some gymnastics and then you might do another couple workouts um and then some people will like will still split that up like into mm -hmm. two sessions as well uh, but i would say on average they would train like four to six hours a day and maybe like the top top level athletes they'll they'll get like six to eight hours a day and but like that also includes like doing all the mobility you're stretching you're warming up you're cooling down um all those things also take mm -hmm. uh, a lot of time mm -hmm. uh, so they do that five days a week and then one day um they'll have usually more of an active recovery kind of day Usually, like, you train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and on Thursday, you do, like, an active recovery kind of day where it's only in a cardio session. Or usually people do, like, a lot of, they do that swimming session or just, like, some zone two bike or uh, biking for, like, 60 minutes mm -hmm. um, to just get the, um, the muscles and the joints a little bit of rest. Uh, and then Friday, Saturday, it will be two big training days ago. And then on Sunday, it's complete rest. So it's basically a, f a full-time job. Yeah, 
it's it's a full-time job and then usually you have another job as well right because yeah and then most athletes still have another job on the side because it's actually very hard to make a living out of crossfit because um it's not supported by the government in a way that yeah. it's not an olympic sport so you don't get funds um so you you have to try and get money from like sponsors or winning competitions but that's only laid out for a few i would say not a lot of people um manage to make a living out of their crossfit career so most people really do it just because they love the game um so yeah a lot of people still need to like coach on the side and like it is it is tough like i would say like I mean, obviously, I only know CrossFit, but I would say CrossFit might be one of the toughest sports, like, out there. Mm. Or at least it's up there. I can imagine that there are sessions where you don't feel like doing it, even though you mm -hmm. love the the, yeah. the sport. But, you know, CrossFit has, like, a lot of things you need yeah. to be good at. You need to be yeah. a good swimmer, good on the bike, good with barbells. Yeah gymnastic like there's so many things there must yeah. be something you don't enjoy yes for most people it's running yeah. <laughs> i actually really enjoy running same like, it's actually one of my favorite things but um of course there are always days i'm like my i'm sore i'm tired my body hurts i'm like i already did a two-hour training session i have to do another two hours training session i'm like oh fuck i'm like <laughs> I really would be just laying on the couch right now. Um, but like, I mean, you always have those days, but most of the time I'm just, in, I'm really enjoying and what, what I'm doing. And what are you doing then? You just like... I mean, I mean, then it really comes down to your why, of course. Hmm. Um, I remember why you do it and why, why you're going to put yourself through this. So I would say having a clear why and even writing it down um can be very helpful in those moments like just being clear about why you're doing what you're doing uh, so you can always fall back on that mm -hmm. um that will really help you push through in those moments because those moments will come like 100 percent, like more often than not um what so would yeah. you tell what would you tell the the, the average person who just trains because they want to stay fit they say like i often hear that question and talk like just talking about motivation in general what do you do when you when you don't feel like motivated to to exercise to train to um i think it's yeah it's like like building a habit building a r routine mm. of course because i think it's very good to train on certain times certain days with ideally with like-minded people who are going to be saying, oh, Jay, where you at? Like, <laughs> like it's five minutes in, but like, why are you late? Or like, um, it's raining, but they're, they're going and you're like, fuck, fuck, they're going. So I have to go too. Like, but if you're just all on your own, it's like, it's going to be so much harder to still get it done. So, so we'll get, so you're getting, we're getting back to surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Um, and, getting your why mm -hmm. clear. Mm. Um, I, I, you yeah. said something interesting there. You said building a habit. 
Yeah. And I recently had that conversation. Someone asked me, like just just a friend. I took him to the gym. We did ice bath, sauna, basically what we just did. You yeah. know, some man time. Yeah. Um, another vegan friend, uh, <laughs> vegan male. It's always like that. Um, and he asked me, like, how do you motivate yourself to go to the gym like six times a week? I really struggle with that. And I was like, wait a minute, what? You? How do I motivate myself? I don't. It's yeah. it's just part of my life. Yeah. I love doing it. Yeah. Yes, not every day the same way. Like there are days where I feel like, like really I want to go today. Mm -hmm. And there are days where I feel like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going. I know I feel better afterwards. But I don't have to motivate myself because it's already a habit. Yeah, exactly. And it's just part of my life. Like brushing teeth <coughs> is part of my life. Mm -hmm. You just do it. I think there is obviously when you don't feel well, like when yeah. you when you had a bad night of sleep or um, well, maybe not for you as an athlete. I think you have to train anyways. But, you know, for the average person, yeah. when you're sick, when you don't feel well, you rest, obviously. But I think we need to change that conversation about motivation into something like, hey, A, it's okay if you don't feel motivated. You don't always have to feel no. motivated. So don't wait for it. Often the first step is the most difficult one. Yeah. Often the most difficult step is to, you know, dress up, get yeah. your bag, get out of the house and exactly. drive to the gym. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm so happy I did that. Yeah. But and then you don't even have to do something like you're even if you just go there for like 10 minutes on whatever, just building the routine of going to the gym, that's the most important part. And that's also something um, I really try to remember myself, like not every day has to be perfect. You rather wanna be able to stack a lot of good days, like just a good training session, wasn't a perfect training session, but um, and not beating yourself up, up about it, like stacking lots of good days over occasional great days will for the long term be so much better and so much more sustainable um by because by doing for long times things just good will make you of course eventually be great at it mm. and best case that was my my second point best case finding something that you truly genuinely mm. enjoy yeah like if you don't enjoy i think many people go to the gym and they don't enjoy it no They genuinely don't enjoy it and no. just do it because everyone is doing it. Yeah. And there are so many sports, whether it's CrossFit or recently I discovered pedal. Yeah, pedal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pedal ball, pedal yeah. tennis. It's so much fun. Yeah. You, you know, and then I, I I do that and it doesn't yeah. feel like just talking about it excites me. Yeah. I don't have to motivate myself to like go there and, and play because like i love it yeah exactly and and i think everyone should try to find something that they just also truly enjoy and i see many people today when we did the session i was like oh my gosh it's so much more fun to exercise with with people than to train alone i could yeah. i mean i can but honestly i don't enjoy doing those hardcore cardio session high intensity yeah. training alone mm -hmm. i just don't No, I, I do high intensity workouts for my health. Yeah. But it's never fun when I do it alone. No, it's never. always fun. Yeah. When I do it with others. Exactly. So 
finding a spot also where you just in where you are connected with people i think that's i think that's one of the main reasons why so many people get hooked on crossfit yeah. the community exactly yeah, yeah yeah people who cheer you on mm -hmm. yeah they're like me as a coach like i don't give like i don't care about how many how much weight is on the bar how much reps you're doing all i care about is like if i'm just um, as, as my coach like all I care is if you just cheering up and giving your best effort and then people will will cheer you on and people like you everybody's going through the same workout so you really feel that like, you do feel connected because you both even though one person might be lifting 100 kilos another person lifting an empty barbell they're still doing the same movement and they're still getting the same stimulus and the work will be just as hard for the pro as for the regular member. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, I think it really creates a community um, where people just want each other to be better. And mm -hmm. they just, it's just nice to work out together, like, and just be with people who want to, like, lift you up and just and also everybody is still there from themselves everybody wants to be better and just get fitter for themselves but i think in the crossfit scene it's really nice where the community and you're just doing things together instead of being alone in a gym with your headphones on and just going through yeah some mm -hmm. basic work uh, a workout but i find it really interesting because i see that in many different aspects of life also when you especially hard things for me they become easy ice bath yeah it's so much easier for me to yeah. do it when i'm with people when yeah. i can talk i almost don't feel like like i'm doing something yeah. like tough right now when i can when i can make a joke when mm -hmm. i maybe uh sing or something but alone it's always a bit tougher yeah so it's just something like a, a thought that you know after all maybe we are social creatures and yeah we should be doing more things where we are connected to like-minded people and and learn and support each other and i think that's the beauty of crossfit yeah. there's many like there are the main reason why uh, i don't do it like regularly anymore is i i hope i i think you can understand that it's like certain movements don't make much sense for me when i like yeah. i train for health yeah and like i don't need to do ghd setups no 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 no, exactly. um, yeah, yeah. But that's almost in every sport. Yeah. When you do it co on a competitive level, yeah. it is yeah. not just about health. No. Whether exactly. it's football, whether it's gymnastics or yeah. something, you you sacrifice yeah. a bit you, of your health. Yeah. Usually, doing top sport, top level sports isn't healthy. Of yeah. Course. You always sacrifice yeah. a bit. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah. You you go to extreme levels, but for some people, still you can do CrossFit and do it in like a, a healthy way. I think yeah, just yeah. not you mentioned a, c a couple of points but what i want to want to touch on is also the mental aspect i think that can be really interesting when you when you said hey i'm switching from team comfortable mm -hmm. i i also remember cheering you cheering you on on the screen you guys did really well i think top five finish right yeah last year we became fourth at the CrossFit Games. That, it's incredible. Yeah, it was. But then to say, hey, mm, I kind of have the intuition to, to go individual again. A lot of uncertainty, a lot, a lot of 
discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, yeah. Is it that you are not scared? Is it that you, I don't know, just believe in yourself? Like, how do you deal with that kind of uncertainty? Um, I don't know. I, th- I feel like, like this achievement we had, like become fourth at the CrossFit Games, very close to the podium, actually. Um, it was amazing. Like we even won an event and like, like it was definitely the highlight of my career. Um, but like, it was hard. Like we trained so hard for the games and it's so difficult to get four like-minded people together, like, um, and create a team. And you still also, you don't want to just get four like-minded people together. You also want to enjoy those people because you're gonna have to spend day in, day out training together, learning how to synchronize and team do mm-hmm. all these team workouts um so it's not easy to create a team um and after just doing it for so many years i always was an individual competitor because i was did judo very individual mm-hmm. sport um i always still had that desire also to see like um okay well i also want to see where i where i can get just all by myself so i think it was just for me just more like like I did, I did that, the, the team, the team competitions. And now for me, that was one part of my career. And now I'm just want to step into the next, but I would say there aren't, I mean, of course there's some anxiety about it, but. Aren't you scared of failing? I mean, we all are, of course, but I think doing things you're scared of is exactly what you should be doing, of course. I think that's the key belief in your mind that makes a difference. Yeah. I think you believe it's okay to be scared. And there's this quote, if you can't be a, beat the fear, do it just do it scared. Exactly. I think that's what you do. I, I but I also know that most people don't don't do that. Most people think they are not supposed to do the things that scare them they make them feel uncomfortable. I also think when you do CrossFit, you get so good at leaving your comfort zone. Yeah. That this like almost trains your mind to, hey, this is uncomfortable, but yeah. we push through and yeah. we will feel so good afterwards. Exactly. You'll feel so good afterwards because in every single workout, there's going to come a point you're going to be fuck, I really want to slow down. <laughs> Everything is hurting. Yeah. My heart rate is 180. My lungs are burning. My legs are burning. Everything hurts. I just want to quit. But just learning to navigate that and then still keep going in, in that workout, I think teaches you a lot also for, for life as well. Um, so, yeah. That's what I love about uh, cold showers and ice baths. Yeah, exactly. Because it's really like, it's a short time frame. You never, until today, I've been doing, I've been taking cold showers and doing ice baths for so many years until today, every single time. The three seconds before, there's always a bit of hesitation. Always. There's like, okay, this is going to be uncomfortable now. (laughs) But I, I get better. In just doing it anyways. 
it goes quicker. I remember yeah. when I took my first cold shower, it took me like 30 seconds. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know. Okay, you're going to do it anyway. So just yeah. do it immediately. Don't, yeah. don't, don't wait and don't feel, don't wait until you're ready because you're never going to be ready. No, you're never going to be ready. So just freaking do it and don't waste your time. Because the other side is just regret that you didn't do it. Yeah. Whether it's in exercise, CrossFit, or in personal life, you want to approach someone, you want to share an idea. You know, it's going to be, it's, it's uncomfortable. If you don't do it, yeah. you're going to sit there and say like, mm. you're always going to regret the things you didn't do in life. Yeah, always. yeah. Usually yeah. like, it's the things you didn't do. It's the things yeah. you, 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 like you didn't take a risk or you didn't, no. you didn't do the, the job that actually excited you, even though it was a bit more uncomfortable, a lot more uncomfortable, less certain. I just think that this is one of the key factors why some people succeed, whatever success means, and why some people not. Because they wait, on, they wait for the perfect moment and they think, oh, I feel scared, I shouldn't feel scared, so I'm just not going to do it and just stay in my comfort zone. I think also that's the beauty of CrossFit. Exactly, yeah. Learning how to leave your comfort zone and teach your brain, hey, I am in charge. Yeah. And even though it's comfortable, we're going to do it and we're going to feel good afterwards. So delaying gratification. Yeah. You will always, after a couple of minutes after workout, you, you just know you're going to feel fine again. Nothing's going to happen. And for the rest of the day, you're going to be so proud of yourself that you actually did it, mm -hmm. that you did push through. Um, but that also gets easier over time because you just know how you're going to feel. And then, I mean, every workout still sucks. Like <laughs> you'll, I mean, it's, it's of course practice as well. Like every time you do it, you'll get a little bit better in it. Mm. Yeah. There's still a, a painful, painful part, like with yeah. the ice baths. Yeah. But like genuinely, I enjoyed the time, yeah. even though I suffer, like it's, yeah. It's different kind of enjoyment. I know the feeling afterwards. Yes. I focus on that feeling. Yeah. I know I get out and my body is, it's we just, just, we were just oh, talking. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, it's 7 p.m. We just trained for three hours. Yeah. And I said on the scooter, my body feels so good. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I just feel so alive. So, yeah. so pumped. Um, one of, if not the last question, if we sit together in a cold ice bath, in five years yeah. <laughs> what, what would you want to tell me about the, your achievements in those five years like what is your your next level the next uncomfortable place you are going to <sighs> i know i i really struggle with those kind of questions because me too but i like yeah, asking yeah. them <laughs> yeah like like for me and actually i think i talked about this uh, uh, recently with a friend of mine like um, as long as I enjoy doing what I'm doing, I know I'm going to be all right. Like, because of course, if you enjoy doing what you do, doing what you do, you're going to be good at it. And eventually you're going to be great at it. And if you're good or great at something, people will ask money for it. Um, so yeah, I still haven't really figured out what, I, what I'm going to be doing after my CrossFit career. I just hope um i have inspired people to um show them 
that it is possible to become a great athlete um, and to thrive on a plant-based diet because mm-hmm. that's still the case that people like it's getting better of course but it's still the case that a lot of people love my friends they still believe like they need their chicken they need their uh, beef to mm-hmm. be stronger get be healthy but um so all i hope is that if i'm in in five years time i hopefully inspired some people by showing them you can be you can thrive on life by Mm -hmm. being on a plant-based diet eating vegan that was a brilliant answer (laughs) i think i definitely want to thank you for being such a good role model for so many people especially for so many men we need we need more like also vulnerable people you know who like understand that you know you don't just because we've done things a certain way for such a long time that doesn't mean that it's the right thing and it also doesn't mean that there is not maybe a better way of doing things no and i just want to acknowledge you for for doing that for risking i think you are yeah you have to take some risks yeah you gotta take some risks and i think you're unbelievably good at leaving your comfort zone and taking risks i think that's the main reason why you are where you are so i want to acknowledge you for that well thank you thanks a lot and thank you for being here i love it uh, I had yeah I had a really good we had yes, a really good good day also before the, the the podcast if you enjoyed this conversation make sure to share it with a friend maybe with someone who still believes you need your beef yeah. to uh, to look like you do and um, yeah share this share this episode with a family member with a friend and um, I'm excited to get some food (laughs) (laughs) after training with you i probably need like seven thousand calories (laughs) so yeah thanks everyone for listening and uh, until next time and that was jeremy reinders i hope you enjoyed today's episode i want to share something great with you for all the people who have asked in the past hey axel can i work with you can i get coached by you and usually hear something like hey i'm fully booked Uh, and i'm still fully booked until the the end of the year but for next year we are opening up spots so if you want to join my mentoring program elevating leaders this is your chance all you have to do is to sign up for a free discovery call someone from my team they're all nice people so the worst thing that you like your worst case is a really nice deep conversation with someone from my team they will just see hey can we help you are we a good fit that's it and like obviously figuring out first like what is your goal what is important to you my mentoring program is for people who want to find their purpose who want to get started who know they are supposed to do they're meant to do more than just trading time for money living with purpose doing something that really lights you on fire if that's you just sign up for a free discovery call if you are already advanced if you are already a business owner ceo and you just want to level up maybe you want to combine that inner that success in the outer world with inner peace and you feel like hey i want to work with a mentor you 
probably already know that a mentor, a coach, can bring you to that next level and show you what's truly possible. If that's you, same procedure, sign up for a free discovery call. Simple as that. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I'm really honored. I, I'm excited for more of those interviews. Give me your feedback via Instagram DMs. Send me a message. Comment under the YouTube video. It means the world to me. My number one love language is words of affirmation. So whenever I see you guys commenting, that really means a lot. That's giving me so much strength and and power and also, you know, just appreciation. So come say hi wherever you want to connect. Thank you so much and until next time.